Okay, I am officially live. Just waiting for everyone to come in. Oh my God, people. <sighs> Somebody's in my email inbox asking about what time they have to be at their video call for my email readings. Hello. Wow. We got so many people in here so quickly. Hello. Hello, guys. Come on in. I am like so excited to talk to you guys today. I think you're going to enjoy tonight's episode, honestly. It's lots and lots of conversation a little bit of Liz you're going to hear about too, because I'm going to give you some examples of things. But before we get into all of that, there is one subject. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Jackie. Hello, THRC. THRC, Q-U-R-V. If you want to go into your profile settings and change your name so that we can refer to you by your name rather than these random scrambled letters. Um, welcome, Ashley working at a dispensary. That would be like a dream for me. Danny. Thank you, Danny. Okay, yes. Go go change up your name, Danny. Hello, Bright Blue, so that we can refer to you, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, waiting for Catherine. Don't know if Catherine's coming. <laughs> oh, probably not. Probably didn't get that notification. That's okay. Well, as I was saying earlier, you're probably going to hear my dog going crazy in the background. He is obsessing about his toy right now, so just disregard that. Um, but anyways, before I even get into the topics at hand tonight, I just had to address something that I am so irritated by, and probably a lot of you guys are irritated by it too. But Jada Pinkett Smith what in the hell is going on with that? I like, listen, listen, I am all for people telling their truths, but if I am going to be completely honest about this, and for those of you who do not know, but she is going on rants and raves, going on and on about how like her Tupac is her soulmate. She is Tupac. She was there in this picture. She was his fiance. He's her, like just going on and on and on and on and on. So anyways, this is my thought on this whole situation. I personally believe that this woman is coming forward with all this information because Tupac's now back in the media again, right? We're talking about Tupac again because of this case, this upcoming case, this investigation going on. And I feel like she's trying to get her hands on this so that she can get some attention because she needs some money to pay her bills. That is basically what I'm thinking. Pay bills and she also has a new book out. So she wants to get like, she's hoping that like by putting this information out, like people will go buy her book and maybe this information will be in the book, even though it won't be. But she thinks it will be. Oh God, it's driving me absolutely bonkers. I'm, I cannot tell you how much it's driving me crazy. And um, just an FYI, 
Tupac is literally rolling in his grave on this nonsense because he feels like it's unfair. It's a one-sided conversation. None of this ever transpired. He said that she was great and like he has nothing against her. He thought she was mysterious. She was a cool girl, but the like he also loved like 16 to 17 other females and she was like not even in the top 4. So that's how he feels about that situation. Well, Jackie, if you've uh, been following along with the tabloids and whatnot, Jada just put out there recently that her and Will have been separated for the last six years. So I don't really think he's paying her bills if they've been separated. Maybe he is. Maybe he's helping her out. I'm not sure. But, um, Right, right. Jada is a whole mess. Will could have, Will could have ruined his whole career over that slap. It is so true. I feel like he is, uh, he is on like, so he got on that Jada Pinkett Smith roller coaster way before we have gone on it right so he's been riding this train for a while so dude is like all messed up over this and i i'm telling you guys i think will is going to come out of the woodworks and eventually have his own perspective but i think he's he's trying to respect her because she is the mother of his children but i do feel like these things are pissing him off and i feel like sooner or later he is going to snap and just throw her under a big ass bus <clears throat> well I don't follow Jada that closely uh, so I have never personally seen her um, speak about Tupac until recently putting all this stuff out there about Tupac so again I think she's just trying to get some clout like Liz said like oh now that they're doing the investigation now she wants to be put back into the public's eye to spike her ratings for her book i think absolutely okay so let's get back on track here that was just a little side note that i wanted to throw in there at the last minute but we do have so many cool topics to talk about tonight and i'm really excited about diving into each and every one of these so first thing we are going to be talking about is vampires <laughs> okay, guys, so there's a lot to say, so hopefully we can follow along on this. Obviously, we know vampires as like a mythical creature that sub exists by like feeding off of like vital essences, aka blood from the living. In a European folklore, vampires are undead creatures that often visit loved ones that cause mischief or deaths in the neighborhood, which they do inhabitate while they, you know, while we're all kind of hanging out and alive. Obviously, that's the myth about it. Now, there's a lot of things in the world that are going on with vampires, and let me explain. There are a lot of like underground vampires that are like man made. And it depends on like the level of vampire you are. Some just like to dress up and dabble in drinking blood. There's a whole like underworld associated with vampires or being vampire prey. And I believe it's kind of like a hierarchy as well. If you get deeply involved from what I can see, you start off as like prey. And then eventually you can become a vampire's like main source of food. And then if that particular vampire wants to, you know, bite you and make you a vampire, 
I believe it can like take a couple of years. Some get them through quickly. It depends on your, you know, if they like you or not. You got to be really dedicated though to it. So that's one way. <laughs> oh, and I also, I also feel like they have some sort of concoction, like a rejuvenation process, if you will, to kind of make you look younger. I'm not sure how they go about it. I do feel like there is some sort of association with witches to that effect. So I'm not entirely sure. Hello, Josh. Yay, Josh is here. We got both Joshes in the house. Right, right. We got King Life Josh and Josh Josh. Um, But yeah, okay. So that's the first thing I feel on the vampire side of things. There is also a secondary thing I feel on vampires. Now, when it comes to real vampires, I don't feel like they're, you know, walking around all over the place. But I do feel like there's like a very rare breed. They really don't allow anyone to know anything. I feel like they can mind control people to be their prey and feed. I also feel like they can make people forget so they won't be able to remember if they've been fed on. Now, I feel like these vampires are approximately like 900 years of age or older, if not older. I'm I'm probably, that's as far as I can see it. (laughs) Um, But Honestly, I think they're so rare that, like, there's only, like, 20 of them in the entire world that exist. And I feel like they have this huge law in place that they're not really allowed to transform anyone unless it's pre-approved by, like, the hierarchy. And if I'm going to be honest, I don't feel like they do that often at all. Maybe to have... Well, I need to find <laughs> Maybe to have like their, you know, breed living. Let's just say somebody gets killed. Maybe to add somebody to it. Um, now, I have been trying my absolute hardest to see what I can find out from like my spirit friends. Like, hey, does anybody like want to help me dabble in this? And of course, obviously, I'm going to go to Eileen first, but... Eileen is, like, not into anything paranormal of any kind. (laughs) She's, like, aliens, vampires, goodbye. Like, she does not care. So I decided to go in a different direction. Someone who I felt like could assist me in sharing this love for paranormal activity. So who do you think I chose? Man, I don't, I don't really know who. Uh, maybe um, Brittany Murphy. You know, I was gonna go in that direction because I totally think she would. But you know what? That's why I was asking where Catherine was because Catherine has a connection to this one. But Elisa Lamb. Now she is. Oh yes, her too for sure. No, uh, Jackie, it would not be Eileen, as we just said. Eileen does not uh, like anything. Uh, besides humans that's about it she is not a fan of any sort of paranormal stuff she is not a fan of any like werewolves or vampires or anything like that can you hear Landon now I am so sorry my mic was pretty far away yes Jackie the lady from the Cecil Hotel 
Um, Emma Lisa, I'm going to think maybe try logging out and not like coming out of the chat and then going back in and that might change it for you. You're playing Resident Evil while listening. Very fitting, Josh. Love that. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyways, back to Elisa Lamb. She honestly was the only spirit that I've ever connected to that had a death associated by, you know, spirits and, and ghostly things and spooky shit, right? Um, now, she wasn't able to find out much because apparently you have to be invited, even on the other side. It's like um, a members only type of club. <laughs> uh, so what she did find out for me, though, was back in the 1700s to 1900s, there was a vampire by the name of Jonathan that did transform like between 2,000 to 4,000 people into vampires. He just went like on a rage and then he was put to death. She also says that the deaths from the movies on how vampires die are all wrong. There's only one way to kill a vampire and they refuse to tell us. I mean, understandably so. Yeah, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you how to kill them in case you come across one and they don't want you to kill them. Uh, yeah, Jackie, that is the uh, old uh, folklore that a vampire cannot come in unless they're invited. Um, but I'm not sure that's entirely true. I think a lot of things that we know, like, comes from, like, stereotypes and, and you know, like cultures of like vampires and movies and things like that you know so we're kind of we learn what we we know <laughs> um okay now you got people here that are like uh i'm just still stuck on the fact that vampires are real <laughs> um <clears throat> is the garlic myth true i don't know i don't know um i think that we should all just like erase what we think we know because we think we know something but we really don't which is why we're supposed to you know like uh open our minds and as people some people get mad about this but being woke type of thing okay well how about this one thing that vampires that that we know about vampires is that this and this is fact that they do prefer the european culture and well, me and you are screwed. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, that's where they're at. So they, like, live in Europe, like the ones that are alive. Well, then I change my statement. Then that is where me and you need to go. And we fit in because we're European. So maybe we can get turned into vampires. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, so Elisa and I are going to be working on this together. But in addition to that, um, she and I also were talking about some things with the Cecil Hotel. So she has made a lot of friends with a lot of the spirits over there because now she's connected to it. She gets called. She gets drawn over there. And she has a lot of spiritual stories of people that have also died there that she wants to go into with me. So expect to see in the very near future, an episode with me and Elisa on the Cecil Hotel. 
Absolutely. And Josh says, I have my passport. Absolutely, Josh. We're all going to go. We're going to go over to like the European. Um, I do feel like uh, there is a strong connection to Romania with them, but I feel like they also are in other places too over in the Europe side. Um, from what I gathered from Elisa, she was showing me kind of like a French like area like they're very much about the french which makes sense like they're the french are very much about like fashion and being elegant and being cool and like there's just something really cool about french people and and in france and you know and i feel like that's the direction elisa was kind of showing me that makes a lot of sense they're also very skinny like yeah over there the the French area. Well, I mean, I guess we'll now have to also take Catherine with us um, because she is the only one who would be able to ever interpret anything for us over there. So she's going to have to uh, come with us. I don't think there are any Twilight looking ones. Um, Apparently, Elisa was like, you know, bringing up movies and like that kind of made them laugh. So that's kind of how she positioned it. But anyways, they also dismissed her um, and told her that she was boring them. So <laughs> she will come back at some point and give us more information on that one day. But yeah, I figured I'd share that information because I was also curious too. I did feel something vampire-esque, but I also felt it to be fake. But then I also felt something that is real with vampires. They just are barely in existence anymore so yeah all righty wolf says i imagine adrian brody <laughs> can you imagine oh my god and no there's no and that's the other thing there's no current celebrities that are connected to being a vampire which i find very interesting but because but apparently they don't like the usa at all like they are like screw america like the full north america canada and the u.s they're like we don't like those people so all right i don't blame them i don't blame them at all all righty okay so next thing we're going to be talking about is this bulgaria's cursed phone number so i today i actually came across this today accidentally hello Alyssa. yes you are a little late you just missed our first real topic and then just a small portion of what we were talking about with uh, jada there um and um anyways i was so fascinated by this that i'm like i need to look into this further and also on top of that like get some details so i always tell people that when you dabble in light work you're going to run into some sorts of dark magic I personally don't involve myself in dark magic because there's like a lot of harsh, harsh consequences. For example, let's say you want to fall in love with someone and it's not a natural thing. Although in that moment, when you make that person fall in love with you, like putting a spell on them, that person is probably going to end up being forever attached to you but not in a natural way, not really in love with you. It's kind of like an obsession of something that really doesn't even exist. 
And uh, that can come and bite you in the ass. And here comes the storytelling time. So um, me and an ex of mine, females together for 10 years, after we ended our relationship, she went one way, I went the other way. And then we became friends quickly. So she came up with this ridiculous idea to do some spells on their current crushes. And we did. So we were like, okay, let's try this ridiculous spell, which I'm not going to give anyone any details to because it's wrong. Anyways, I did the spell for my ex-husband and she did a spell for some other guy. Now, I don't know, maybe because I've, of what I do for a living, maybe it was a little stronger. I don't know. But within weeks, the person that wasn't necessarily interested in me became extremely interested in me. And then we got married. And then... Jackie, we are talking about black magic here, not white magic. Yes. And then we got, then we got divorced. And then the obsession continued on. And I think to this day, my ex-husband is not necessarily out there obsessed, but definitely on the inside. I can feel him constantly. That's a downfall of like this vision, these, these visions, these views. Anytime he thinks about me, I automatically can hear his thoughts because we were once connected. It's fucking wonderful. Let me tell you. I would say that he is still out there obsessed with you. Um, Maybe, maybe uh, he's uh, calmed down a little bit because, you know, he used to message us frequently um, and just talk to us because the obsession, any sort of being able to talk to you or a part of you in any way still feel like fills that meter. It's like when someone has an obsession, like think of a dog in heat and a male dog, like anything to get near that dog is better than not being near, you know? Um, I think he still, like, probably talks to other people about you and and whatnot, but I Danielle, think, yes, like, you're not wrong. A Taurus, for sure. Um, I Like, he still talks about you uh, to other people in, in that obsessive way, like, look at what she's doing. Look at, I can't believe they're still married. Like, he still obsesses in that way, but I think he's calmed down a little bit because we haven't heard from him in a while. Absolutely. But anyways, I should never have done that. And I completely regret it. It was a forced like love. So I highly recommend no one do that. Um, let's just say when you decide to do something bad to somebody as well, by the way, this is another instance, like let's just say somebody hurts you and you want them to feel pain in the way you felt pain. A lot of girls, especially young girls, will like be like, let's go and put a spell on that person, right? Instead of waiting for karma to actually come full circle, they do something where, you know, they put a spell on somebody. So let's just say I decided, okay, I'm going to buy myself a voodoo doll. I'm going to get a pin and stick the pin right in that voodoo doll's heart. And you're trying to make that person like lose the loved one. Like they're like their love, their personal lover, right? Basically, they may lose that person. It may happen. But you know what you're doing to yourself as well? Like you're doing 20 times 
worse to yourself because you're basically, it's like taking a piece of yourself saying, yes, I am willing to give 20 times the amount of pain to myself so that person can endure one piece of pain. Like it's such a pointless thing to do. So I, that is another reason I tell people like, don't do that kind of shit. No, Jackie, we are, we will never give out these uh, spells, unfortunately, because uh, me and Liz in the early portions of our relationship, um, I had helped Liz get rid of this attachment somewhat uh, with you and Jaden, like the, your ex-husband, the, uh, this, we, Right, we tried to do the candle breaking. We tried that several times. We've tried a few different things to, you know, break that. And, uh, you know, you've helped me with some things through my uh, personal stuff. So it's like, we don't want to give those out because we know they work and uh, they're not good because what ends up happening is you have to think of everything falls in threes. That is a super huge, important uh, piece to this. So, you may lose three people, you may lose three loved ones, you may miss out on something like there's always negative consequences, especially when you're dealing with black magic, which is why we do not do that kind of stuff. uh, Because we have had some bad things happen to us for like, and I don't necessarily and I'm not knocking like witch and witchcraft and like spells in the sense of like bringing love, bringing joy, bringing money your way, bringing luck your way. Like all those things are great, wonderful, all part of the white light. But when you go onto the dark side where you try to like, you know, screw with fate, that's when things get a little risky. Like, okay, oh, I want to find a lover here. Let me, I'm going to put, send a message out into the world. So what, what you can do to find love is like, you can write down three qualities of somebody you really want to find. You can don't even need to stop at three. You can stop at like 40 if you want to. And then you take all that little piece of papers and then you burn all, all of them as you think about these things. And then, you know, put it out into the world, either throw it in, putting it in like a, in the ground or, you know, uh, letting it flow in the washroom, like the water, something like just letting that go. Your, your loved one will find you and bring it back. Like it, things like that is fine. I would say, yeah, not like like white light. Um, but I'm just going to quickly, (laughs) Josh taking notes. Lady of light. I would definitely write a ticket to pod bean about that. Um, we have had several people, uh, have said that uh they have to keep following maybe not weekly like you're saying but they're like oh i didn't listen for a month and now i i I have to refollow so i would definitely write that to podbean we unfortunately um just putting this out there for everybody um we do not own podbean podbean is not our app this is an app through someone else so some problems we can help you with but other problems we can't like you getting unfollowed like following our podcast we can't do anything about that you would have to email podbean themselves and let them know that like you keep having to follow us yep it's a tech issue for sure and um I definitely agree with you on that. Like I would say like writing down, like you said, the qualities of things you want. And um, I definitely did that one time. And I feel like that's what brought you to me. Um, You just putting out certain things you want in somebody and then like going, I personally believe like a big lake or a big body of water and like 
just setting it on fire like in a little bowl so that it turns into ashes and then just gently like blow the ashes off into the wind, the water, whatever, like you're putting it out there. I definitely think you should be outside doing that um, to letting it um, put it out there in the universe. You know? Absolutely. And I will go through at some point, like we'll make an episode, we'll go through all of the wonderful things you can do to like help you even manifestation, like a manifestation board, like all those things. We will talk about that one evening. Um, but moving right along, the reason I brought up black magic is in relation to this Bulgarian number. So, um, there is a curse to a Bulgarian number. Uh, three people were assigned this number and died in a 10-year span. The first owner um, of this number, which, by the way, the number is 0888-888-888. The first person died of cancer, and the next two were both gunned down. And they both happened to be crime bosses. All these people associated with these numbers. Now, the first owner of the number was a CEO of an issuing company, um, and his name was Vladimir Goshnov, and he died of cancer in twenty in two thousand and one. Now, apparently, he was a really bad guy. And what we what people don't know, and what I have recently recently looked into with this phone number, is that there was a coven of witches that were helping. Um, try to like screw with Vladimir's life and they were trying to do it in the worst way possible. Now one witch is bad enough, but when you got a coven, Oh God, that's unbreakable. And because they were not careful in what they wished for, that's another thing. When you put out spells, just kind of like genie in the bottle, like on Aladdin, you know how he wanted to be rich and then this, that, the other, like he was wishing for things to happen and they weren't necessarily happening in the way he'd want them to. You have to be very careful. Basically, they wished for this phone number to become cursed for Vladimir specifically. And as of 2010, the phone number was officially banished and nobody can now use it. However, everyone has this phone. Everyone who've had this phone number previously obviously have had bad things happen to them. Now, something is telling me that this phone number may end up becoming available at some point randomly, uh, perhaps maybe years down the line when this curse is forgotten, but I really feel like it'll come back. So Bulgaria, try your hardest to share this information so that nobody forgets about this curse phone number. Um, the other thing that I find super odd with this situation is that the numbers are number eight and they were specifically chosen, which is so crazy because the number eight represents infinity. So that means that curse is never ending. So cursing a number like eight is going to continue to be forever. <laughs> uh, no matter what I do, no, no matter what I do, I do not believe that there is anything or anyone out there that is going to be able to stop this curse. It will continue on. And I feel like if anyone does try to stop this curse, that they may also end up being a target of mob bosses or dying of cancer quickly, like some crazy shit is going to happen to you. Um, I am just going to say, uh, 
Danny had a thing here saying this is her first or their first live. Uh, and they've listened to our podcast channel. They're interested in our stories and whatnot and wondering if we could talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, I'm not really sure what you want us to talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, I do think they are two uh, very real people. I know that they have done a lot of the stuff with uh, like demonology and getting rid of like doing um, like poltergeist and stuff like that. They were also part of the Annabelle doll situation and whatnot. Um, but I'm not really sure, Danny, what you exactly want us to talk about with them. Um, I think Lorraine is a real uh, person. She feels like, you know, real spirits, real evil entities and whatnot. Um, so I'm not sure, like I said, what you want us to talk about. It wouldn't be on this live, uh, but it would be something we could prepare for another live eventually down the road. I just am like, when people put stuff out there to us, they're like, they want us to do something, but they don't give us like anything to go off of. You know what I mean? It's like, can you talk about them? What about them? You know, like uh, say a little bit more. I am just, in I'm just interested. I've researched them extensively and I'm just interested in their experiences. I believe that their experiences were real. I think they really um, went through the things that they went through, honestly, definitely. Um, you could just tell when somebody is uh, being like fake and when somebody's being real about the situation. I don't even know who they are. I've never even heard of them myself personally in my life. So uh, we're speaking a completely different language so i can't even comment on it in any capacity they're like the they're like uh the couple that is like me and you so lorraine is clairvoyant and she can see spirit she can talk to them she um is the one who uh the conjuring house she's the one who found yeah the conjuring house she's the one who found um Annabelle was like the spirit it was attached to the Annabelle doll um, and her husband Ed is uh, like he just is like the video journalist right he's the one who like run around with the camera and catching all this on film as she's like talking and whatnot well as we move into our next topic <laughs> which is haunted dolls hilarious actually oh my god that it gave me chills on what you said because it literally just flows into this next conversation and that's exactly why I did. I love <laughs> okay well um i landon and i know a lot about haunted dolls because we have had experiences with a lot of haunted dolls sadly we had to downsize like 10 times over the last year and a half and we unfortunately had to let go of a lot of our haunted dolls including one of my chucky dolls which was devastating but unfortunately it had to be anyway um landon and i basically i actually have a huge fear of haunted dolls ironically enough i know now I'm obsessed with them, but I was. I was scared for years and years and years. And then Landon took me on this date and there was haunted dolls. And then I was like, you know what? You're not so scary. Once I kind of found out things behind dolls. So with haunted dolls, as you know, basically there are spirits attached to dolls. Not all dolls have haunted spirits, uh, spirits attached to them, but just some dolls and they're specific to those dolls. Now it could be random things, which is why when I get my dolls, I like to go to like thrift stores um, because I, I can get 
spookier dolls that have like spirits attached to them in homes. Uh, sorry, in um, in thrift stores a lot better than I can in like manufactured stores. Um, anyways, uh, we have three. We've got Animal of Annabelle, and my Annabelle doll is not cursed, um, but. She definitely is a watcher, and she's fallen quite a few times since we've gotten her. Um, but anyways, she hasn't done anything spooky. I'm waiting for that. I hope she does something spooky so I can send that information to you. We also have a Kaylee doll. Kaylee doll is, the reason her name is Kaylee is because Kaylee Anthony was attached to her. Uh, last year, about this time last year, actually, we were living in Newfoundland. And we had seen a, a garage sale. Now, the greatest thing about Newfoundland, in my opinion, is they they live in like the eighteen the 1980s, in my opinion, for things. And like when people die there, I would say the 1800s. <laughs> well, would, they have a lot of things from like the 1980s there. So this woman had died and she had, oh, my God, I will say at least. 600 dolls and we went to a garage sale to this doll place and this doll was sitting there and um i was like i kept hearing kaylee like wanting this doll so i picked it up took it landon grabbed a doll as well and ever since kaylee's kind of been really attached to this doll so kaylee is one of the dolls that have come with us and she lives in our house we actually dress her up with us too she's actually a sweet doll but anyways anytime i want to connect to kaylee Anthony, this doll is the best thing to do it with, so that's why I have her always. Um, anyways, I've also had other dolls. Um, I had one, what was her name? Was it Gretchen? It wasn't Gretchen. What the hell was her name? Anyways, she was a porcelain doll, and she was magical. Um, wasn't it Gertrude? Maybe it's Gertrude. Could be Gertrude, yep. Makes sense. She had like blonde little pigtails. Anyway, um, I one day was like, I wish I because because she kept telling me, oh, the wishing doll that was Susie. Susie Q. Thank you. So, thank you. We have so many dolls. I'm like, which one are you talking about? But as soon as you said, the wishing, that, I'm like, yes, yeah, Susie Q. So yeah. yeah, so she she was a wishing doll, and I didn't know what the hell that meant. So she told me to make a wish. So I did. And I said, uh, I wish to be booked out for three months at a time. Um, and which, now I'd been a psychic at that point for like five years. And maybe I would get booked out like two weeks at a time, if that. Well, not even three days later, I got really popular on TikTok and I was booked out almost three months. We had to like cut our calendar off. You notice, as I said earlier, everything comes in threes. Three days, you ask for three months, <laughs> then you were booked. Three. See? See? Right? And then um, there were other wishes I, I was able to make with her. But the thing that freaked me right out with her, what more than anything else, is any time, because I wanted to share my story with you guys on TikTok, and she said, no, no. You are not allowed to tell anyone while I have, while you have me in your possession, you cannot say shit. So she would mess up my videos. So I couldn't, and I tried to trick her. I tried to like do videos where it was like no audio. And then she would make the whole video go green. It was, it was so wild. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Right. Yeah. Like 
I was there, Liz's phone would go crazy and um, like that there would just be like blackouts and glitches and all kinds of stuff on the screen, like everything would be blacked out or like it would be like a black silhouette of like her face. Yeah. So she was like, no, you're not. Right. Um, you're not seeing me at all. Um, and we tried on other devices, iPads, we tried to sneak, we tried to even put her on the dog camera and she messed everything up. She never let us put her on camera. Right. So that was Susie Q. So I don't have, we don't have her anymore because kind of like, um, uh, you know, a, a lamp <laughs> from G from Aladdin. Again, I'm talking about Aladdin here. Um, she, you have a limited amount of wishes and then you have to set her free, which is what I did. So she's in Newfoundland. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, that was that part of it. Um, I'm still waiting. I've had a few people in the past send me um, haunted dolls, but I have never had any sort of like experience from those dolls that were sent. I was hoping something would kind of happen, but nothing has so far. So I'm waiting. So if anyone does happen to stumble upon a haunted doll, I'd love you guys to send it my way because that would be great. Yeah, we've had a few people send us some dolls. And some people who said they were going to send us dolls haven't sent us any dolls. Uh, we had one family sent us a doll. They ended up having an infant loss, and they bought one of these uh, baby alives. And they uh, ended up getting <laughs> pregnant, and then they were like, this doll's doing crazy things. We don't want this doll in our house anymore. Um, can you take it from us? And we were like, yeah, sure. Like, whatever. We got the doll. Did nothing absolutely nothing i think it just freaked her out uh, to be honest or maybe it was just her own infant that was lost was coming through on the doll but as soon as she got rid of it it the uh, spirit attached to it probably left and moved on because i i truly believe that it was her infant coming back and telling her like i'm okay and you have another one coming because then she got pregnant pretty much right after that's a good point lady of the light wrote i heard somewhere that things are in dolls are typically dark entities that are often say that they're child spirits, children's spirits. Sorry. Um, so I've seen dolls that have had dark entities attached to it. Like I've seen and, and heard it, but um, I haven't personally experienced my own dark entity doll, but I also tend to stay away from that kind of stuff. I'm just looking for like, dolls to be able to do th something so that I can like film them and show you kind of thing. Nothing scary. Um, that's what I mean by haunted dolls, but it is possible, but not any experience. And I'm pretty good at detecting bad spirits now, especially since I have like an array of spiritual energy. Like now that I've done so many cases, like you guys wouldn't believe the crowds of spirits that hang out in our home on a daily basis and like sometimes they're loud i have i have had an experience with a like bad doll as you would say um my we lived in this house um and it was very very old and it was on a indian reservation and it was like you could just feel that there was something in this house that was just not right. Like every time you would walk in the house, you would get like 
I would get a migraine. I would just feel sick to my stomach, um, just uneasy all the time. My mom had two dolls on the top of her stairs, and um, she would have one on each side at the very top of the stairs, right up against the wall. So it's not like they were like in the middle of the stairs or something. Me and my sister got into a huge fight the one time. And I swear, I swear that I saw this doll like put their leg out and I ended up tripping down the stairs and I broke my entire leg. I shattered my knee. Is that how you broke it? Damn. Yeah. I fell down the stairs all the way down the stairs and my leg landed like this and my ass like landed on my knee so it popped the other ouch way. so um it was terrible but i swear to you that this doll moved its leg because when i fell down the stairs the doll was tipped over on the stairs but i didn't touch the doll so why was it tipped over that's a good point um yes to answer your question jackie landon so landon grew up in a, a divorced household so his mom and his dad split his grandmother and his father and his sister like he was predominantly with his father they never moved they stayed put all the time but his mom yes my actual my actual house that i grew up in with my father was a house that was passed down in my family for 150 generations um uh, well, 150 years, but it was like 100 generations of my family living in that house. Almost everybody in my family has lived in this house. It's crazy. Um, lots of spirits in that house. That was with my dad and my grandma. So that house was super haunted. But most of those spirits, like I said, were my family. So they didn't really scare me. This other house was when I was with my mom. I bounced back and forth. As Liz said, my parents were divorced when I was two. So I had a long list of divorce um, like moving around my mom moved a lot when I was younger she still moves a lot now <laughs> in my opinion but anyways this one particular house that we lived in um was I you just you could tell it was haunted it was very very old it was old school it even had like um this like a, like high hidden like tunnel to the basement that was like a cold cellar because back in the 1800s like they would put like meat and stuff down there to keep cool like during the depression and stuff well that's really cool but i uh, ouch to your leg i remember you telling me that story landon has had some serious shit happen to him before he's been bitten by a dog in the face before he had to have cosmetic surgery like dude has got like i'm like how are you still here <laughs> like he's had a lot happen to him i ask the same thing every day i don't even know i like escape death so many times and like so many things like I should have the doctors when I broke my leg the doctors literally made everybody leave the room and they were like are you sure you only fell down the stairs and I'm like yeah they're like these breaks are not consistent with that they thought my parents were like my mom was like severely abusing me um not to not to say anything, whatever, but they were like, that wasn't from that. Uh, like, she didn't do nothing. That was just like a freak accident. But they also were very concerned how I was still alive because the way that I fell and the way the ambulance and everything was there. They were like, um, you should have broken your neck the way you fell. Like, how, how didn't you break your neck, you know? Like, so, yeah, it was, it was insane. But 
But yeah, so anyways, um, I am going to be planning, so I'm probably going to make a TikTok about this, but when I get a minute, Landon and I are going to be going to a thrift store, because apparently there's not a lot in the area that we're currently in, ironically enough. So when we get a minute, I'm going to find a thrift store, because I am trying and have been trying to find myself a haunted doll and I, ever since I got here, and it's been a struggle. Haven't been able to find a new haunted doll. I guess we've got Annabelle, but she's manufactured. So something's got to like find her first. And although she's an open entity to spirits, which I do believe, um, she's got to have some more like out time. She spends a lot of time in here. <laughs> I mean, I can feel her. She like, like I said the other day, because we actually not on purpose, but um, she kept falling over, and I guess the one time we had uh, picked her up, we had faced her towards the wall, and I was just sitting there the other day, and I'm like, Annabelle really doesn't like facing the wall. She thinks, like, we hate her, and Liz is like, she's facing the wall, and I'm like, yeah, she's facing the wall, and I could just feel her radiating, like, why you have me facing the wall, and uh, so we turned her around. She's now, like, we face her in other directions, like, towards us. Right, she's looking right at me like I can see her eyes piercing through my soul right now. Because her eyes are so um, wicked looking. So wicked big. Um, but yeah, so she's she's happier now that she's not facing the wall. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, so that is basically our conversation tonight. Um, I will keep you guys posted. I'm going to make it my mission the next time we go live to get myself a haunted doll. I'm going to make it my mission. Even if I have to go on Marketplace, I'm finding one. Um, but yeah, that is basically it for tonight. Now, did you guys have any questions on what we talked about today? Going to watch cartoons all night. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to touch on this a little bit. Uh, so Jackie had uh, stated a little bit earlier, I can't believe, she's actually mentioned this twice, uh, that someone grabbed me and that uh, I get touched by spirits. Um, I get touched by spirits often. Um, I don't think people understand how frustrating it is. Um, not that they're touching me. It's that I physically cannot see them. And, like, I can only sometimes hear them. I hear more thoughts than I hear anything else, um, which could be them talking to me. I have no clue because I don't, I don't uh, categorize myself as a medium in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I do get touched often. I have. I can feel them. I could feel their presence. Um, like, I could probably even pinpoint the direction that they are, whether they're behind me, uh, on the side of me, in front of me, wherever, I could probably pinpoint the direction, but to see them, no, I can't physically see them. Um, but I've been touched by spirits, I would say at least 15 times in my life, if not more. Um, I've been grabbed on the back of my neck before, like a, like a grab, like like, you know, like an angry dad grabs the back of your neck and like pushes you forward. I've been pushed in the back. I've been grabbed in the leg. I've been pinched in the arm. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had, I've had my fair share of them. <clears throat> well, that's, I mean, yeah, like you've had that happen. Um, and to point out what you had said earlier about your thoughts, that might be spirits trying to come into your head. And I, it would not surprise me if you start to feel that happen more and more often because you hang out with me a lot. Well, it's been happening for the last like two years. Yes. 
and I've asked you to help me hone in on that, but obviously you're so busy that you just don't have time to help me, um, like, figure that out. Uh, hopefully one day you'll be able to, maybe hopefully when uh, we can move more on this podcast side so we can bring some more crazy stories, because um, to speak on what Danny said earlier, that is a dream of mine, is for me and Liz to be like Ed and Lorraine. That is like something I would love to do, traveling around, uh, trying to find, uh, you know, these missing people, try to like do all kinds of stuff, get it all on film, like, and put out this huge documentary of everything that we found out. That's like one of my biggest goals. That is good to know, actually. That is, well, manifestation, manifestation is key. (laughs) I have been manifesting that for our entire relationship the last six years. <laughs> well, guys, hopefully I'll get some time to try to teach Landon my my teachings, I guess. Like, I, I, my, I don't look at myself. Like, I can teach psychic stuff no problem because I've done it for so long. I've, I've, I've personally taught people. I've had students. I can do that with my eyes closed no problem. But the mediumship side of things, that makes me a little nervous. So hopefully I can uh, help you out. I have heard you guys mention that spirits can't really hurt you. Is there a threshold of energy that gets access to access to like humans? Are, are you asking lady of the lake? Um, I would say that spirits like, uh, like your mom, your dad, your grandma, your passed on loved ones. No, they're not there to hurt you. They're not there to do something, but there is some spirits that, are a little bit more on the, like, let's say, evil side, and we're going to say, like, um, Jeffrey Dahmer, um, or, you know, people who are just evil being alive, they tend to stay the same when they pass on. They are still evil. Um, Now, those are typically, like, the spirits that... um, in my experience, I'm not going to speak on everybody else's experience, but in my experience, those are typically the spirits that touch me, are like the ones who just are bad spirits. They're just like they did bad in their life and they continue being bad in the afterlife. Um, now, I have had a couple of spirits touch me that weren't. Like, for instance, when I was younger, I saw my grandmother in my room often my great-grandmother after she passed away and she was in her chair that she always sat in knitting like she always did um and she was just like talking to me and then she like flew up to me and like put her hand on my head and she was just telling me like everything's going to be all right because my family was going through some major turmoil at the time and I had no idea if we were about to be homeless or not but she was just like there reassuring me that it's going to be okay you know like everything will work out the way it's supposed to <laughs> so not everybody puts out bad but um yeah i would say that they're like most of them don't but a lot of the a lot of things that touch you are not necessarily a spirit it could be an entity as well those are the ones that typically want to cause harm those are the ones like lorraine had um and Ed were investigating those the peop, the spirits, which are actually entities that do harm. They want to kill you or hurt you or do something, make you physically ill, make you physically sick, which is why I was saying in this particular house, I don't think that it was like a good spirit. I think that it was an entity in the house um, because 
just like the doll that like my mom had like only one of them was like creepy to me and it was the one that like I swear tripped me but I felt sick when I was in the house you just your energy would get drawn out like you just you felt like you were half alive basically being in the house you were just always sick as soon as you'd walk outside as soon as we go outside nothing no more headache no more sickness no more drained no more any anything like entities suck the life out of you that's what they do thank you for that babe <clears throat> well uh, any other questions here, baby? I do, not see any I do not see any more questions here. Great. Uh, can they change in the afterlife? Um, you know what? I mean, some some do. Some some do want to change. Like Eileen, I think that's one of her biggest reasons, in my opinion, why she doesn't want to cross over because she's scared of what's going to happen because of what she has done. But she's trying in her afterlife to try. I think that's why she sticks around us is because she's trying to redeem herself. She's trying to redeem her soul. Like if I help with these cases and I help out and I help do something, maybe I will be forgiven and, you know, I won't get like damned to hell and whatnot or damned to like a bad place. I think some do, but there's some that just don't want to. Absolutely. All righty. Well, yes, you're going to watch SpongeBob, Josh. That's awesome. Well, guys, I do appreciate you all coming out tonight. Uh, our episode this week will be Circleville Letters. Um, that will be coming out on Friday. It will be under the exclusive episode, so you do have to be a patron. Um, I do keep getting people coming to me like on TikTok and like messaging me on TikTok or leaving in the comment section or even leaving comments on the pod bean side of things. Unfortunately, I cannot assist you guys from those angles. And it's not just me who does help with like a few technical things on the podcast side. Um, but I am going to say them quickly. <clears throat> so if you are having any issues with your podcast, you have signed up to be a patron. You've paid the $2 and you notice the episodes are not available. First thing you're going to do is log in and log out. It should fix the problem. If you're still having issues, uninstall the app and then reinstall it. If you're still having issues at that point, make sure that your email attached to the account has been verified because sometimes that could also be an issue. That should be your number one thing. We've had several people come to us and they're like, I can't access anything. They send us a screenshot and it's right there at the top and it'll say, please verify your email. So try that first. I would try making sure your email is verified and then all the other steps. Absolutely. And then if you're still having issues like Landon said earlier, just fill out a ticket. You can come to the Facebook group and we can try to assist you there if you're like having some tech issues. And then we can send you the link for the tickets there too. But just be aware that those are options. And I cannot help you on the comment section. I need to know exactly what's going on. And we have to have a, be able to have a direct conversation. And it's not just me. There's like 15 of us that all do it just because I can't do it all so all right guys i appreciate you and and not even just the comment section just also uh messaging liz too and being like i'm having trouble we don't know what your email is we don't have we can't like talk back and forth sending screenshots and whatnot so it's very important that you guys are part of our facebook group because that is where you are going to be able to uh Send us those screenshots, sh give us your email address, all that jazz so we can look up. We've had people just uh, 
mistakenly made two accounts and like there's tons of issues people have but you need to be part of that group so we can help you and me and liz don't typically help with that we got Catherine, who's like the number one person that does that in the the podcast group and we have a few others as well in the group that are like super pod being techie and they know how to do all of that (laughs) absolutely all right guys well thank you so much for your time today i do appreciate it and we will see you on friday with the circle of the letters